Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. You know, I mean, we can't go around forcing people to get baptized. You know, we, we can't secretly come behind you and baptize you like that, like Nacho did to his friend. Amen. Uh, I don't think it would count. Amen. <laughs> but we, we can't go around doing that or we can't force people to jump in that pool. Amen. Or make them get in line or or tell our kids you've got to get baptized and get in line and I don't want to get, you're going to get in there. We can't make our spouses do that or anything like that. And I didn't go around uh, this year saying, you know, have you been baptized? You need to get baptized. They signed up and they decided for themselves. For those who are getting baptized today, they're making the decision themselves to get in that pool of water and bury that old person and come up new in Christ. It's a decision all to themselves. Amen. And so before we get baptized, amen, we need to know why and why water baptism. Can somebody say amen? So I want to show you some importance of water baptism today, amen. And uh, I just want to uh, uh, clear up some, some, some things, amen, that may be on your mind, amen. Just like the thief I was saying, uh, he was dying on the cross, amen, and, and he didn't get baptized, amen, but, but we know that water baptism alone does not save you, amen, and so uh, the word clearly says in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, for anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so we know that if you simply call on Jesus, someone say Jesus, if you call on Jesus, amen, he alone can save you. Can somebody say yes? Hallelujah. So let's take a good, deeper look at water baptism today to answer the question, why, why is it so important for water baptism? Number one, amen, first, water baptism is important part of being a believer. Amen. We got any believers in the house? Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. So when Jesus says in Matthew chapter 28, 19, therefore go, somebody say go, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This is Jesus speaking, okay? Jesus says, go, therefore, and make disciples, baptizing them. Amen. Mark chapter 16, verse 15 says this, and he told them, this is Jesus speaking as well, amen, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. So the act of water baptism, of being immersed in water, was a response after receiving salvation. Amen. Back in the day, back in the Bible days, back when Jesus was walking days, amen, when people got saved, they got baptized the same day. Come on, I'm talking, that's saved, saved. Amen. When you do that, you are saved, saved. Amen. So they did it the very same day. So so it's an important step as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 3, 13 to 17 says this. 
And Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. Why are you coming to me? But Jesus says, it should be done for we must carry out all. Somebody say all. All that God requires. So John agreed to baptize them. And after his baptism, Jesus came out of the waters. The heavens opened up and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And then a voice from heaven said, this is a voice after, this is the first time God is speaking after 400 years of silence. He speaks right here after his son gets baptized and he says, this is my dearly son who brings me great joy. So here in the book of Matthew chapter 3, we see that Jesus himself got baptized. John the Baptist baptizes Jesus in order to fulfill what was required. He was baptized to be empowered. Listen, he wasn't baptized because of sin or the repentance of sin. Amen. Because how many of Jesus didn't sin? Amen. He was baptized to be empowered to accomplish God's mission. Jesus saw his baptism as advancing God's work, as advancing the kingdom of God. Amen. And I want you to grab a hold of that today. From there on, Jesus went to establish baptism as an external ordinance for his church, calling every believer to follow his footsteps when he said, therefore, go and make disciples, baptizing them. Amen. In our modern Christian culture today, we tend to take God's commandments too lightly. Come on, somebody say amen. I mean, it happens in the church. We're not following the, the word of God. We're, we're not really taking it serious as it should be taken serious. Amen. And so we find that in the world today. Amen. But getting baptized is an important part of being a believer. If we call ourselves a disciple of Jesus Christ, if we call ourselves a follower of Christ, amen, if we say we are saved, saved, amen, then this has to be an important part to us of being baptized. It's an important part of a disciple of Jesus Christ. So let me clear something here before we go forward. Water baptism alone does not save you. We know about the cross. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, we know about the blood. We know about the resurrection. We know about the repentance of sin, his forgiveness, and God's grace. But water baptism should be part of every believer, I believe. Got any other believers? Come on, if you believe, just wave at me. Hallelujah. If you don't believe, just fake it then. Hallelujah. And we'll deal with you later. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. I believe. I believe. Hallelujah. Come on. We, we got to believe, church. Anything that we do in the church, we got to believe. We can't just do it because others are doing it. Come on. We can't just... Why, why, why are you doing this? Well... Pastor so-and-so does it and sister so-and-so does it. And we, we can't do that. You got to believe for yourself. 
You're here today because you believe. You're here today because you believe Jesus Christ died for you. You're here today because it's, this is part of who you are now. You got to be here not because your spouse told you you got to be here. You got to be here because I believe that Jesus died and on the third day he rose again. Amen. And he gave me victory. Amen. He took away the sins that were on me. Amen. I was damned. I was condemned to hell. But he came and he says, I'll set you free. I'll pay off your that's why we're here come on do we have any believers in the house this is why we're here because Jesus set us free and so if we are believers and we got to believe his whole word and he says go and make disciples and baptize them Jesus said and if Jesus said we better do come on this word is full of words that we got to believe it. Well, I don't believe it. You know, I, I, I can't forgive. Then you're not, you're not really believing. Come on. God says forgive. Well, you don't, God knows. You know what they did? To, God knows. He felt all that all the way to the cross. He knows. But we got to believe. You may not want to, but I have to because God said so. And I believe his word, so I'm going to do this. Even though my flesh doesn't want to do it. But my spirit man's going to take over. And I'm going to do what he tells me to do. Because I believe. Come on, you got to be a believer. Amen. So it's part of a being a follower, disciple of Jesus Christ. Secondly, water baptism is a symbol of a changed life. So you got you got you got to be it's part of being a, a disciple it's about it's part of being salvation it was salvation and there was it was baptism right after amen and so now it's about water baptism is about a symbol of a changed life amen well what is this what does this represent right here huh what is this covenant what else what, what, what else does this mean here Promise, all right, all that's right. Come on, all, love, hallelujah, there's covenant, uh, agreement, love, amen. But what this means to my wife is you better back up, girl. He's taken, hallelujah. Come on, back up, back up. <laughs> don't even, don't even try it, hallelujah. Come on, he is taken. It means I'm married, amen. It means that I have a covenant relationship with my wife. Come on. It means, you know what? In a covenant marriage relationship, it means this, amen. You're committing yourself to loving, listen, serving, and meeting the needs of your spouse simply because you love them. Come on. It's not a repayment of what they have done or it's not a down payment of what you expect to get. Come on. Let me, let me say that again. In a marriage covenant, you say I, married people say I, come on, you are committing yourself to loving, to serving, and to meeting the needs of your, of your spouse simply because you love them. Not as a repayment of what you have done or a down payment what you expect from them or take from them. Come on, you don't put a wedding ring on. You owe me now, girl. 
This is not a down payment to get something in the future, amen. It's not a down payment because I've been so good. No, no, no. You do it because you simply love them. It's a covenant relationship. Amen. A wedding ring is an outward sign that that person is married. He or she's already accounted for. They are one with someone else. Amen. While water baptism symbolizes and identifies a person as a disciple of Jesus Christ. And what you're telling the devil is you better back up. Don't even think about it. Amen. I'm taken. I belong to somebody else better than you. Come on. Though water baptism is symbolic, there's so much more to it. There's a depth and there's a power. Listen, a depth and a power that comes through water baptism. Come on, just like there's power when the Holy Spirit, when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, amen, right? Come on, you shall receive what? Power when the Holy Spirit comes over you. Same thing was that water, amen. There's, there's, there's a form of power that comes through that water, amen. When you, when we got saved, amen, when we answered the altar call for salvation, when you came and you were down and out, messed up, tore up from the floor up, and you came and says, man, I need Jesus. Somebody invited you. Some friend invited you. Got a flyer. You came here. You heard the message, amen. You raised your hand when the preacher said, does anyone want to get saved and give their lives to Jesus? You raised your hand, the call of repentance for salvation, and the repentant, come on, you repented from your ways, amen. You at that time were spiritually baptized to the body of Christ. We came into a covenant relationship with God. You got married that day with Jesus. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, you got into a relationship with God, amen, because this is not a religion that we have here. This is a relationship. And so you came into a covenant relationship with God Almighty. A covenant is a sacred agreement between God and his children. God sets specific conditions and his promises to bless us as we obey those conditions. Making and keeping covenant qualifies us to receive the blessings that God has promised. When we choose not to keep the covenant, then we cannot receive the blessing. Did you understand that? If we don't keep the covenant, then you can't get the blessings. Come on, if we have a covenant and it's sacred with God and we love God and we know that he loves us and we keep those specific conditions of, of what he requires from us, then guess what? He releases promises. He releases blessings. But if we are breaking that covenant, how can you think you can receive anything? There has to be a covenant. Come on, you can't be cheating on God. Come on, somebody. You're one with God. It's very important to understand that, church. It's something that I heard from a preacher that really hit me, amen, that when you do things and you cheat on God, you become one with the, with the enemy. You cannot be one with God and one with the enemy. That's why God says you, you, you got to choose one or the other. You, you, can't, you can't just serve God and mammon. You, you can't do that. You're divided. Choose. 
But as soon as you cheat on him or, or become one with the, other, with the enemy, then you have broken off with him and now your blessings are cut off. Are you understanding? How many want blessings? Come on, stay in the relationship then. Hallelujah. Come on, stay in the relationship with, with God. Amen. Become, stay one with him. Amen. God, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to become dis, um, disassembled from you. I want to become one with you. Can somebody say amen? Thank God for his blood, amen, that sanctifies us, cleanses us from anything that we break, amen, that when we come to him and ask for forgiveness, guess what? He forgives you, hallelujah. And you can become one with him once again, hallelujah. Water baptism is an outward sign and a declaration. It's a decree, amen, of an inward change and commitment. In biblical symbolism, water represents inner cleansing a spiritual rebirth that's why we're known as what reborn christians hallelujah why because we got a spiritual water cleansing amen god cleansed us come on somebody say thank you come on he cleansed us from the filth of the world and all the stuff that the world brings amen he comes and that water represents an inner cleansing a spiritual rebirth in our lives Water baptism is like going to your funeral. Some people are going to die today. <laughs> and some people are going to keep a little bit longer just to make sure they're dead. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it, it, it's like going to your funeral. It's an act of faith both to God and to this world. You see, as a person goes into the water, that old person dies. That old person gets buried there, speaking symbolically, amen. For some of you, like I said, I'm going to keep you just a little longer to make sure that old man dies, amen, that old flesh dies. But as you come up, amen, you come out of that water and you come as a new person in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. There's going to be a smile on your face, amen. There's going to be a joy inside of you just like when Jesus came out of the water amen come on uh, the heavens opened up amen and a dove uh, come on came and rested on him the, the symbolic spirit of the Holy Spirit rested on Jesus for some of us man you may see something like that something new so say bye bye to that old man someone say bye bye come on how many of you want to get rid of some of the old stuff Water baptism is the best way to get rid of it. I'm, I'm telling you, there's some old in you. Get baptized again. Hallelujah. That, that old man didn't get drowned enough. Amen. Come on. We got, we got to bury that old man. Hallelujah. Come on. We got, we got to make sure that that person is dead. Hallelujah. Come on. As God was pleased with his son, listen, today as you get baptized, he'll be pleased with you as well. But there's also power. Somebody say power. There's power in water baptism. Remember, Jesus got empowered, amen, in, in baptism to advance God's work, to fulfill what was required, the scripture says. This was done in order to fulfill what is required, amen. So if you have been saved for a while and never understood baptism, the way I'm explaining it today, where you find yourself going through struggles of having a hard time serving the Lord, then maybe it's time to get baptized or get baptized again, like I said. Maybe it's time to bury that old man once and for all, that old woman once and for all, amen, and come up new 
and come up empowered. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, spouses, sign up your spouses. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. Get in there, viejo. Vámonos. <laughs> come on, Romans chapter 6, verse 4 says this. Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of his father, even so we should be walk, we should walk in the newness of life. Amen. Colossians chapter 2 verse 12 says, Bury with him in baptism in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of, of God who raised him from the dead. Today, somebody say today. Today is time to bury that old man, that old woman and come up new. Hallelujah. Third thing, water baptism is an act of obedience. The, four, the first one was what? Part of being a believer. If you call yourself a disciple, it's part of being a believer. Number two. Symbol of a changed life. Come on, he's taking notes. Woo! Come on. Go preach to someone now. Hallelujah. Third. Act of obedience. Okay? Act of obedience. Being baptized is a command from God. It's not, it's not optional. It's not if you feel like it or want to or whatever. God says, come on, make disciples and baptize them. Come on, it is a command from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Go make disciples in all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. So it's a commandment from God. In fact, Jesus said in Mark 16, 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. I want you to think about this, amen, that if that Jesus' call to believe in him includes a call to be baptized. So if Jesus is saying it, and Nacho thinks it's important, church, we must see it as being important as a Christian, as a disciple in our walk with Christ. We got to find that important. In the Bible, you don't read of an unbaptized Christian. Come on. In fact, like I said, once you believe, once you got saved, you got baptized the same day. That, that's just how it was. Amen. There was no delay. There was no thinking about it. Do you believe? Yes. Do you believe? Amen. And accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Yes. Dunk them. Come on. That's what they did. Amen. They Right after church, they got out. They found a pool of water. Let's baptize people. People got saved. People got baptized on the day of Pentecost. Come on, 3,000 souls got saved and they got baptized that same day. 3,000 people. Come on, church. They got saved. They repented. They, there was no, come on, you, you really accept Jesus Christ? Yeah, yeah. This, 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 this baptize you. This, 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 this wash you. This cleanse you. This take away. This bury that old man. This, this do it for real. Somebody say, for real, for real. Come on. Let's look at those that got saved in the book of Acts. Amen. When Peter, like I said, preached his first sermon on that day, look at the first thing he says and how they responded. Acts chapter 238 says this, Peter said unto them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Verse 41 says, and they gladly received the word and they were and they were, they were baptized. They received it, they believed it, and they 
confessed it, and they got baptized. In Acts chapter 8, 26 to 40, it talks about the, the about uh, Philip, amen, the Ethiopian, uh, uh, Philip leading the Ethiopian to Christ, amen. And after they finished discussing, reading from the prophet Isaiah, amen, Philip being, bringing an understanding of Jesus to the Ethiopian, he asked, what's stopping me from getting baptized? Well, if you believe with all your heart, you can. He goes, well, I believe. And they came to a body of water and Philip baptized him right there. On the road to Damascus after Paul's conversion, the first thing Apostle Paul was told to do was to be baptized. Come on. Acts chapter 2, 16 says, now what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on his name. See, throughout the New Testament, there were many others. Back then, they did not see their faith as complete until they obeyed God by getting baptized. James chapter 2, verse 26, faith without works is dead. Come on, they didn't see as a full package. They didn't see it complete. You know, that's why some churches have baptisms, amen, and they believe that baptism is important, amen, so they have a water ready to go. If anyone got saved, they, they, they baptize them. Right, that'd be great, amen. Maybe our, when we got our first building that we buy, hallelujah, maybe we'll have a baptism list like that when I'll make sure that we get one built, amen, just to get ready, ready to baptize people. Come on. You know, that, that, that was, that was, that was, they didn't fail it complete. See, sometimes we can come to the altar and you still walk away wondering if you're still saved. Come on, or, or the devil starts lying to you right away. But when you get baptized, you get filled, you get touched, and we say, are you, are you ready? This, this is what you want? Yeah, let's go. What's the next step? Come on. And we take him to, the, to a pool. See, we got baptized you now. What's that for? Then we, we tell them, we tell them the importance of what it is to be a, a believer. It's, it's an act of obedience. Amen. We tell them these steps. Amen. And then we baptize them. And maybe, miss, maybe we save, save a little longer. Hallelujah. Or save for real, for real. Hallelujah. Come on. That something, come on. There, there's power in that water. Come on. It's just not getting wet, church. There's power in that water if you believe. If you believe, come on, Jesus came out full of power. Jesus came out, amen, empowered to do God's will, amen. Jesus came before he went out doing his things. He got baptized. He knew this was required by God the Father. I need to do this, amen. I need to die to myself, amen. And, and though we know that he did not sin, but he was still flesh, hallelujah. He says, I'm going to be empowered. I'm going to come out. The Holy Spirit sat on him, empowered him, and then he went to do his work in his ministry. There's power. Somebody say power. There's power in that water. Man, you don't know what I put in that water. Hallelujah. Come on, I ordered some power on Amazon. Hallelujah. And I'm, I poured it in there. Come on. There's power in there. If you believe. Listen, if you believe. Come on. I don't know about you, but I'm going to believe. I, I, I'm a believer. I, you know, what's the joy for me is that when I go in there to be the one baptizing, I get to see all that. And so something touches my heart as I see others giving their lives to God. And boom, an old man, come up a new man. Boom, an old woman, come up a new woman. Come on, I, I can see there's, there's, there's been things that have happened in that water, church. 
if you believe. So when you go in there, those who are getting baptized, go in believing. And I'm telling you, you'll come up with something. Man, wouldn't it be great if the, the roof just broke open and heaven just, and God spoke? I'm pleased with you, daughter. I'm pleased with, oh man. Woo, everybody be jumping in that water. I'm next. <laughs> I, I bet you, I bet you everybody be lining up. Amen. Hallelujah. We even get people from the tattoo place coming over here. Now, I believe. But why? Water baptism. Because living faith produces an obedient heart. And water baptism is an act of obedience. And though water baptism, as I said, is symbolic. But when we act in faith, in obedience, and get baptized, then it releases, listen, power to your life into a life of obedience. Listen, and when we act in obedience and we get baptized in that water, it releases power and it releases you to live a life of obedience. And let me tell you, what's needed in the church today is people that will simply obey. Ooh, that's a t-shirt right there. Come on. What's needed in the church today is that we simply obey. The church needs to obey, and they need to take the commands of the Lord, not lightly, but seriously. There's something wrong in the church today when they just use God or talk it really nonchalant and no big importance or whatever. No, it was important to Jesus. It should be important to us as a church that we obey his word to the T. Come on. That's why the church lacks power. Because there's no obedience. The crossover is all about obedience. But something had to die before they had to cross over. Come on, they had to repent. <laughs> and they had to obey. He says, obey my son, your new commander. Obey Joshua. Obey him. Whatever he says, do it. Because I gave it to him. You've got to come under leadership. Come on, somebody. Can't be lone rangers and doing your own thing out there. Come on. You got first thing I would say to any disciple that's out there that I meet, who's your pastor? Well, I don't have a pastor, then there's a problem then. You're you're acting in an independent spirit, and that, that's not of God. God's united, not independent. He's united. So you got to come under. Everybody has to come under somebody. God puts you under somewhere. God brought you here to come under this house here. Not that I'm your Lord and Master, but I am the under-shepherd of this flock. And so if you come under the obedience of this church and what God gives me and my wife to speak to this church and our leadership here, then guess what? It's an act of obedience. And with that, it releases what? Power power and faith to live a life of obedience as well. Come on, somebody. Come on. I threw that one in for free. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. But this, listen, church, when you go in there in obedience and get baptized, it releases that power. Something supernatural takes place in that water, church, because you're making a public declaration. Amen. You're making it to God 
You're making it to this family here that you belong to. You're making it to friends that you invited. And you're telling the devil and you're telling yourself, come on, I'm dying to myself. Come on, it takes you from an altar of repentance to a public declaration stating that I am truly decided to follow Jesus. And with that, I believe power, the Holy Ghost power that fell upon Jesus when he got baptized is released in you and through you. And the Lord will be well pleased. Just like he was with his son. For some of you going in that wedding, actually all of you that are going in that water today, as soon as you come out, he's going to smile. And we may not see the roof rip up. We may not see the heaven open up. We may not hear a voice from heaven saying, this is my son who I'm well pleased. This is my daughter who I'm well pleased. But I'm telling you, he's be smiling from heaven. He'll smile upon you. Amen. Just like he did with Jesus. Amen. Lastly, water baptism is burial and resurrection. That is your declaration, church. That is your decree. Amen. Romans chapter 6, verse 5 and 7 says, For we, uh, if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall be uh, in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, and that we shall no longer be slaves of sin, for he who has died has been freed from Sin. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. If you're struggling with the guilt of your past, if you're struggling over the old man or the old woman that rises up in your life, amen, maybe it's because you have not given that person a proper burial. Water baptism is a very powerful reminder that the person you were before is dead forever. And the brand new person that comes up rises up in Christ, amen, as a brand new creation. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, all things become new. The Amplified Version says like this, Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old moral spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and the new has come. Church, you have absolutely nothing to lose, but everything, everything. <laughs> oh, my Lord. You know I'm Latino, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But you have everything to gain, amen, by following Jesus in the water through baptism. Ultimately, it all goes back to that statement Jesus made in John 14, 15. If you love me, come on, anyone love Jesus? He says, if you love me, if you are truly my disciple, if you are truly my follower, if you're telling the world that you belong to me, then you will keep my command, all my commandments. And one of those commandments is to get baptized. If you truly are my disciple. Because you're proving the world that you're a disciple. You're proving the world that there's a changed life in you. And you're proving the world, amen, what God can do through you. Come on, you're, 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 you're showing them, amen, the world, who Jesus is. And say, and for some of us, we've got to get rid of this old man. Because if not, it will be a stumbling block in your walk. It will. 
But understand that there's power in that water, church. Power to live a life of obedience. Come on, somebody. As I close today, water baptism is simple, but a profound act of obedience that you will carry the rest of your life. If you have not taken the step of the Christian faith or recommitted in your life to the Lord or, 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 or never been baptized with this type of understanding, I strongly encourage you to make a decision and follow Jesus by getting baptized. And as we celebrate with you of bearing that old man and old woman and coming up new in Christ, amen, of course, we can't take water baptisms, you know, first. We can't just get baptized people without them coming to a place embracing what it represents, amen. It's a living relationship with Jesus Christ because without this, without this type of understanding, baptism to you will be simply getting wet. Amen. And it's not that. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. With heads bowed and eyes closed, just for a moment, amen.